you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi there, this is your host, Susan Rosen. And today's podcast is going to be something interesting. I think it's interesting. It's something that's very close to my heart and something that I do all the time. In fact, every evening. And that is mindfulness meditation or meditation, I guess. This article though that I was reading is specifically about mindfulness meditation, which means that it it isn't necessarily connected to Buddhism or something like that. It's just straight mindfulness meditation that you can learn at any yoga place or at um, a lot of the senior centers. Um, I don't know, there's just, there's community centers. There are so many different places where you can find a meditation class. Keep that in mind, because I really think that after hearing this, that you, if you don't already meditate, you may actually want to go and search out one of these instruction places, people, whatever, to learn how to do this if you don't already, which I just said. Okay, so it turns out that um, a bunch of researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital put 42 volunteers through an eight-week program of mindfulness meditation training. And the idea was to see if that would help those people quiet their anxious responses and anxiety to certain memories that essentially plagued them. And I can understand that. I think we all probably have a few of those kind of memories. And I think that's probably actually more the norm than it is being abnormal. Some of us can handle it a little bit better than other people, and I'm not necessarily including myself in that part, but in that group, I guess I should say. But I think that there are a lot of people, and any kind of tools that people can get and use to help them to deal with some sort of traumatic memory or something that they look back on and it just makes them anxious. It makes them upset and they can't let go of it. So a little bit more about this is that there is something that they call a safety memory. And this is something that therapists have been doing for a long time for people who have a handful or a few 
memories that, as they say in this article, make them cringe in the least, or in the most severe cases, have nightmares, panic attacks, or other symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, better known as PTSD. So they very specifically say in here that most traumatic events don't end up leading to PTSD, but they can bring up some anxious feelings. And when you do that, you end up reliving the whole thing in your mind. And I can definitely testify to that because I have a few things in my background that I would really like to let go of. And I'm going to try my doing it in my meditation after reading this article. Okay, back to, to the, the case at hand here is that the safety memory is done through something called exposure therapy. And the idea of it is that you have a person confront this event or circumstance that they have in a controlled environment, being supervised by a therapist, and that person learns that they can make that memory so frightening that the factors that make the memory so frightening aren't a threat anymore. So what they do is they replace it with this other new memory of it. And it says, if, for example, you were bitten by a dog and now have a terrible fear of dogs, exposure therapy might include spending time with a gentle therapy dog so that you then can develop much better and more positive feelings about dogs and don't get all upset and afraid whenever you see a dog. So it's, it's those sorts of things. Same thing, for instance, they use it with public speaking, um, which is something that so many people have a fear of. And once you actually get up and do it, then you realize, well, gee, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So again, you can replace it with that kind of what they call a safety memory. So you do that then as a part of this mindfulness meditation. And the more that you do that, the less and less that this anxiety memory, or I should say it a different way, that this memory will, it will be less and less anxiety producing when you think about it. They actually had a control group in this study as well, where they had a group of people, again, for an eight-week period. They taught them about stress management, and they also did some light aerobic exercise during that period. I don't know what the exercise was supposed to do, but the stress management, I can understand. Afterwards, at the end of the eight weeks, they went and did MRI scans, brain scans, 
scans. Sorry, you can't talk. To examine changes in brain activity that had to do with attention and memory following the mindfulness meditation. And that those scans actually showed that the volunteers who went through the mindfulness meditation training, eight weeks, actually had a greater ability to recall the safety memory, focus on it, and thus respond, they say, in a healthier way as compared to this other group that had the stress reduction program and the exercise. Oh, I see. It was an exercise-based stress reduction program. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So what turns out to be the case in this is that they said that fear and anxiety... This is a quote from the seniors, the study, the senior author and a researcher in this study and of this study. She said, fear and anxiety have a habitual component to them. The memory of something that provoked fear in the past will trigger a habitual fear response when we are reminded of the event, even if there is no direct threat at the present. The data indicate that mindfulness can help us recognize that some fear reactions are disproportional to the threat and thus reduces the fear response to those stimuli. Mindfulness can also enhance our ability to remember this new, less fearful reaction and break the anxiety habit. So for, you know, Actually, having been a meditator for a long time, it really doesn't surprise me that it can be used in that way. I just had never heard about the safety memory, but I'm definitely going to have to have to try that. <clears throat> I am going to also, on a totally different subject, tell you about, since it's a holiday season, about a study that was done having to do with gift wrapping and people's responses to the act to the present that was inside the box. So <laughs> as it turned out that they found people who see a really, really wonderful, wonderfully wrapped present really get their expectations up. They don't know what's inside, but they think it must be awfully great to be in such a great package. And what ends up happening is that if it doesn't, if that gift inside of that package does not match their expectations, they therefore do not get as excited when they open up the package and they may even be disappointed. But when they look at a package that's kind of eh, not wrapped real well, and then there's something inside of there that's really kind of neat, people have a much better reaction. They're much happier with it. They're excited about it. 
so it's it seems kind of anti or whatever it is you know the opposite of what you would think not intuitive but that's the way it goes so what they suggest here is that <clears throat> excuse me that you take it easy when you're wrapping an inexpensive item so you don't build up the recipient's expectations either that or make sure that it's it's ex if it's an exquisitely wrapped present that it's a can't miss is what they call it item that would wow somebody regardless of what it's wrapped in or if it's something that you know the person really really wants even if it only costs five dollars that's the kind of thing that you want to put in something that's wrapped really nicely so that they're still excited when they open it and see what it is something to remember during the next couple of days and if you don't get to it this week or this year for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you celebrate then you can use it next year it's not something that's going to be changing or going away okay that's it for today I want to remind you that I am not a doctor and this is not to be construed as medical advice if you have any kind of medical issues please go to your own doctor and let him or her take care of it. In addition, I will also reiterate that you can find meditation classes all around. They have them at WISE. They have them at community centers. They have them at junior colleges they have them really everywhere there's a lot of you can also go to like a dojo or you can go to an actual meditation center there are a lot of those a lot especially if you're around a big city a lot of the big cities have two three four five different meditation centers that teach different kinds of meditation and you can kind of pick and choose but just remember that you got to do the safety memory part if you're trying to get rid of um, or tone down some memory that gives makes you anxious and gives you anxiety whenever you think about it. Otherwise, boy, you know, meditation helps for many, many, many things. Physical things, mental things, whatever. Go do it and let me know what you think. Or if you already do it, let me know how you like it. That's it for today. And I will look forward to talking to all of you next week when I will also be telling you about a training that I'm going to be doing on Facebook. And if you feel like, if you really want to know, it's about having to do, having deal, nah, it has to do with dealing with overwhelm. If you're interested, send me a private message on Facebook or email if you have my email. <clears throat> Let me know that you want to hear that you want more information about it. And as I put it together, I'm hoping to to start it actually start the training the first week of January. So if you are interested, let me know 
and I will fill you in with all the information as soon as I <clears throat> get more of it. And in the meantime, I'm going to get off of here before my voice cracks anymore. Have a good holiday, and I'll talk to you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.